Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another bonus episode of Beyond the Club. Today, Sam and I are going to share with you the next in our series of What is Fun? There are 81 determinants of fun, and each bonus episode will share five of them with you. If you missed the first five, get on it and find that episode and add it to the armory at your sports club. The next five are just seconds away. Sam, Amanda Vicex Research, give us a very quick overview of it. Yeah, absolutely. So a paper published in 2015, and the outcome of this really interesting research was the development of a map which outlined 81 ways in which we can start to understand what fun looks like in sport. The five today, having the freedom to play creatively, meeting new people, keeping a positive attitude, high-fiving, fist-bumping and hugging, and number five, having nice sports gear and equipment. All of these are fun. Sam, tell us a bit about the first one, having the freedom to play creatively. Yeah, I'll decode this into one short phrase. Do not overcoach the players. (laughs) Let them have an opportunity to express themselves creatively and play the game intuitively. Really, really important because often, especially seen in talent pathways, there's a lot more overcoaching. There's a lot more information. And I think sometimes what that can do is stifle development. But what the research tells us is that players want an opportunity to have freedom in their sport experience. Mm. So if coaches can create ways to open up opportunities to play naturally, really, really key. It promotes choice, okay, which is really important. decision-making. Absolutely, decision-making. But it also will help them in terms of some anxiety, for example, when they are encountering a situation, let's say football is an example, and there's... It's very busy. There might be a lot of players running at you. Instead of trying to overthink that situation, they may instinctively try and problem solve their way through the game. Mm. Those kind of freedoms are really important to afford young players. It is a vital source of fun. Nice. You've got here meeting new people is fun. I'm pretty terrified of meeting new people. A lot of people would agree with me. Why is meeting new people fun? Definitely. So this is an example of how people think of fun. Like, is it is it a consequence of a process or is it an integral part of starting the process? And if we think of meeting new people, for some people, it's like quite anxiety inducing. Like, mm. I don't like being around lots of people, right? It's I don't know them yet. I'm, I'm new to the club. Yep. And so there's a couple of things I'd say. If a player is alone, if you are a coach of young players and you can see that oh, there's someone here that doesn't have a lot of social connection, Okay. The last thing you want to do is put them out the front and just by osmosis, they're going to be part of the team. It doesn't happen like that. So incremental exposure is really key. Maybe some small group tasks, maybe some larger group tasks across the season, maybe some social events that follow from that. So you don't want to throw them into the deep end and just hope they can swim. Mm. Some people actually become much more withdrawn in those situations. Right. So incremental exposure is really key. And what you actually find is that as people meet new people, they become more socially connected, which is good for motivation, but it's also very important in terms of working through the season and starting to realise that this was a fun experience. Really, some really good examples, in particular for shy people like me. Let's move on to keeping a positive attitude. How can that be fun? This is really, really important because what the outcome of uh, improving your positive attitude, your outlook might be, is that it gives you a little bit more of emotional regulation. Okay, it's really, really key. And so it changes the way in which you might appraise situations. If you are at training Uh, and forced to stand out the front and do a demonstration in front of your peers, some players will thrive on that scenario. You're you're smiling. That might have been you back in the day. The volunteer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, me. Pick me. I tried to claim myself as shy a little bit earlier, but that's probably not the case. I was the, yeah, I'm happy to demonstrate. You're that guy. I know what I'm doing. Absolutely. But then at the other end of the continuum, there could be a player on that list or in that team that that is a threat. Terrifying. I feel quite unsafe 
okay, psychologically, if I am put in that situation, it's sure. going to be quite anxiety-inducing, right? So keeping a positive attitude is really important to work with players to help them develop new perspectives, okay, and to find ways to create safe environments for them to to see situations as a really healthy challenge rather than a really dangerous threat. Okay, so that's really important. How do you do that? Well, there's a number of things you can do. So positive reinforcement is really key. Sure. But what you don't want coaches to be doing is to be providing feedback or positive reinforcement every single opportunity they get because yeah. they feel that, well, Ben at the Bedford Park Bullfrogs needs it. Okay, so timing, mode of communication and that feedback is really important. And I, I imagine there are some coaches who probably err on the side of negative, in particular when things are going bad. It's just a great example that Having some positivity in amongst your message is also pretty important because it's fun for the people who are receiving it. Absolutely. I'll give you one example. So when I was playing football, we were down by seven goals after the first quarter mm-hmm. and players were probably expecting the coach to be quite a burst, quite angry, quite upset, okay? Aggression to show a really clear dissatisfaction with what's happened. And it was a breath of fresh air to come in and for the coach to come and to say, well, you know, welcome to this division of football, it's a, it's a tough competition. Yeah. And just, it was a tiny bit of empathy, but it was just a level of calmness and it was a, a way of changing perspective because players had been accustomed to thinking, well, we must, we must expect a rocket at this point. And so that perspective taking actually changes your, your temperament. It changes your attitude when, when you look at things. So instead of being down at seven, you know, by seven goals as a really bad threat, it's a healthy challenge. Welcome to the competition. This is the nature of what we do. Really important. Love it. I, I'm really interested in the next one too. High-fiving, fist-bumping, hugging. Now, I just want to give you one of my examples. I play a bit of golf these days. I used to play cricket. used to play a bit of footy, golf. And the one thing I never do if I do well, if I make a birdie or something like that, I never high-five. I never fist-bump. It's just something that I find I can't come at. And then I see other people who do it. Someone makes a really good par putt and they're throwing a fist-bump. I'm thinking, you're a bit of a goose. But it's actually good for you because it's fun. It is fun for young children especially, and I know that we're in a COVID space right now, but certainly when this paper was published, and I think it still stands true, there's something about team concept and belonging that is communicated when we high-five or when we acknowledge effort. It's a system. It's almost like an unspoken system of team unity. Okay, so if Sam fists bumps you or hugs you or high fives or celebrates with you that is a really important source of fun but what it's actually doing is it's reinforcing a system of recognition it's a it's a recognition system of effort really key so if you're a coach you're actually and someone kicks a goal let's say in particular if it's someone who's not one of your regular goal kickers encouraging all of your other players to get around and high five him or fist bump him that's a really important part of enjoyment for sports people. Absolutely. Maybe one example here at university, I get my students in one of my classes to try and recreate something that's quite uh, fun in a in, in a particular setting. So they might be playing a game of basketball and just counting the amount of shots they make. And every time they make a shot, they have to have some kind of team concept. So that's the challenge, right? So some players will just do a clap. Excellent. Yeah. Some will have a, um, a shaka, which I learned last year. is like basically the cowabunga sort of sign, <laughs> right. right? And others will have a woo, and they've all got their thing. And it's a bit awkward early. And then as they start scoring more baskets and doing it more often, it becomes a very fun part of their team. So high fives, fist bumps, hugging. It's about creating a concept, a system of recognition, and young children find that to be extremely rewarding. Brilliant. Oh, so, so good. Last one, having nice sports gear and equipment. Why is that fun? Yeah, so there's there's times and a, there's a time and a space in sport where extrinsic, tangible, 
add-ons to the sport experience are fun. And you can see this in any any other, I guess, dimension of a, a society, right? So let's, let's for example, you, you walk into the barber, you walk out and you've got an amazing <laughs> looking haircut, Ben. I've, I've had a bit of help recently, but I've, I've, I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Um, uh, well, not me. I mean, I walk into the hairdresser pretty hot and come out absolutely smoking hot. <laughs> okay, well, take myself for an example. I might walk in, but I definitely walk out with a bit of a strut. I walk out yeah. with a, I feel a bit better about myself because I feel a bit cleaned up. I look a bit better. That's the feeling, right? Having nice equipment, having nice, shiny, tangible add-ons to the sport experience, at least for a fleeting moment, are fun. And so the lesson here is don't recycle all of your old A-grade footballs down to the juniors. There's going to be a time in the season where it's okay to give them the new ball, give yeah. them the new share. And in cricket, give them the new cricket ball. Okay. Yeah. They see that as fun. And what happens? I mean, you can think of when you were playing sport, when you got the cricket ball at training and, hey, hooky, this is a brand new one. Do you want to, do you want to hold it first? It's fun. Yeah. It's something about it that you want to actually hold on to. I remember like playing games of football I had to hold the ball before the game when the umpires go. I had to smell it. There was something just fun and ritualistic about it. Really, really important for building confidence, which we know is another fuel for continuation or sustained involvement in sport. But we also know that extrinsic, if you like, add-ons can actually start to build intrinsic motivation because I know that I'm not going to get the new football next week, but I'm going to arrive anyway just in case I do. And so you start you start to develop self-starter, if you like, attitudes in young players. Obviously, it can't happen every time, but as a coach or an administrator or someone who's dishing out this gear, would you make a bit of a bit of a highlight of it? You know, get a young kid, this is a brand new football, you get to take it out of the plastic. I'm just thinking about some things like that that would be quite ceremonial and kids would be quite excited by that. So it's like Christmas in July. Yeah, absolutely. And and Christmas is the great example. Why is Christmas fun? Well, because for one day of the year, the extrinsic reward, the extrinsic tangible items that add on to the day are for young people fun. And so you don't want it every day because then it loses its appeal, right? But there is a time and a spot where the carrot, dangling the carrot is actually a really fun thing. Sam, brilliant job. Love it. No worries. So that is 71 determinants of fun still to come. 10 down, 71 to go. Thanks for listening to our bonus episode of Beyond the Club. We'll be back with another five determinants of fun very shortly.